When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Gotta be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone. Touchdown Jets. Mike White. How about him? Elijah Moore. The 20. The 10. away Garrett Wilson Wilson a big play downfield Wilson still going along the sideline he's not going to go down Allen tripped up he could not get past Jermaine Johnson oh look at the speed of Brees Hall he's done it again Brees Lightning 62 yards for the touchdown Rodgers in trouble again and he's sacked again by Quinn and Williams what a beast number 95 for the Jets listen this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And there's some breaking news involving the Jets. Looks like Braxton Berrios is going to get released a year after being re-signed. He dropped off as a punt returner this past year and really was just a depth piece of wide receiver. Was going to count $8.25 million against the salary cap this year. So there was just no way that would work for the Jets. Apparently, they tried to get him to take a bit of a pay cut. He didn't want to, and so now Jets will be moving in another direction. But one other move that they made, and this is a big one, is they got Chuck Clark, the safety from the Baltimore Ravens, for a seventh-round pick. And so to talk about Chuck Clark and what he meant to Baltimore, what he could bring to the table for the Jets, and also maybe ask a little bit about Lamar Jackson, Ken McCusick, who does Ravens film study for 105.7 The Fan. Ken, thanks so much for jumping on with me, man. Yeah, no problem. Happy to do it, Scott. So, Ken, let's talk about Chuck Clark. Now, Chuck Clark was a sixth-round pick a couple of years ago. What do you remember about when he was drafted and brought to the team and the expectations that were around him at the time? Because if I recall, he was basically battling for a roster spot when he first got there. No no draft pick of the Ravens is ever really battling for a roster spot, not in that sense. If you're, if you're a sixth-round pick, you're certainly making the team because the Ravens value the, 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 the youth value they get, that declining four-year mm-hmm. option. In Clark, um, the, the Ravens have a history of drafting players that are so much like him. It's not even funny. Ozzie Newsom in particular, and he drafted Clark in 2017. 
drafts all sorts of dime line uh dime safeties effectively and he's done it there have been so many big names among the dimes in ravens history it, good dimes not big names let's put it that way uh Corey harris was a very important player for the 2000 team chad williams made a bunch of big plays between 2002 and 2004 uh ralph staten was a guy that got in the seventh round uh originally none of these guys did they go higher than a sixth round draft pick for so they've all been guys they've gotten late in the draft um or in very cheap and free agency in the case of harris clark was right along the same line and clark uh, went further than any of them did. Harris did eventually become the starting strong safety for the 2001 team, but Clark became not only the the, the starting strong safety uh, in 2019, but he also became the green dot holder. And he really, since then, has held the defense together in a lot of ways, uh, made them you know accountable for for where they're supposed to be on the field. The Ravens secondary has been been good. The Ravens in 2019, when he first took over that green dot, uh, had an amazing in-season turnaround um, that was largely fueled by the fact he got the dot. They also picked up two inside linebackers and basically flushed the toilet on what they had there that year um, and uh, and went to Josh Bynes, who played well, and uh, LJ Fort, who turned out to be a pretty good pass defender. Um, they they had given the, the job to uh, Peanut Owasso, who I guess is a Jet now, right? He was, was. yeah. Yeah. But they, they, that was uh, that was a little bit of a Peter principle. It was a little more than he could do, and uh, and they moved him back into being a platoon linebacker, which is something the Ravens have typically done over the years. Had that dime back um, that alternates with the weak side linebacker comes in for the weak side linebacker on passing downs. In 2019, when the Ravens had their big offensive year, uh, Clark had the greatest year ever for a Ravens dime back, and and uh, uh, he came on a week week five of that year when. Um, uh tony jefferson got injured he took over the the green dot at that point so uh one of my favorite players definitely has done a lot of very positive things for the ravens i think the jets are getting a good one and he's still on the, on the back end of a very cheap deal so there's one year left on a, on a deal that uh, was very team friendly when it was signed it was signed early after three seasons for him and uh this is one that that presumably the jets might extend him long term or just enjoy the value of 2023 from chuck clark it's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Sounds like it was a very affordable contract that the Ravens had Chuck Clark on. One year left on the deal. Was it just a desperate attempt to clear any kind of salary cap they could? Unfortunately, I think yes. This is the most similar deal in Ravens history that they made was trading Anquan Bolden for a sixth-round pick after the Super Bowl in 2012. And people said, what? Only a sixth-round pick for Anquan Bolden? Well, it was going to be a cut if they hadn't have, hadn't have traded him. So it was, a, it was a salvage value they got. And obviously, with Lamar Jackson's uh, contract taking up a lot of space, the Ravens had to find cap dollars. And uh, Clark, unfortunately, uh, was a way to find $4 million, and uh, And they'll have to live with that. I think the Ravens safety group, extraordinarily strong with or without Chuck Clark, but um, they had really been using it because they didn't have a slot corner at the, for the second half last year. And and they moved Kyle Hamilton to slot corner and he played terrifically well. And, and I would, I hate having to try and rebuild two thirds of a cornerback group in one year. The Ravens do need to get younger there, but the guys that they had were young last year, didn't work out. And so Hamilton was really a, a, um, revelation in terms of what he provided at slot corner and i'd hate to have to move him back to uh strong safety out of necessity because they needed to save the money on clark that's the real weakness of this entire scheme from the ravens perspective ken you've talked a bit about the green dot and how chuck clark had it that of course means he was the quarterback of the defense basically can you go into more detail about how he did with the green dot I, the defense immediately turned it around in 2019 when he got the green dot and he was really playing two positions that year. He was, he's a strong safety on regular downs. He moved up to play dime back on those downs, which is over 40% of the snaps for the 2019 Ravens, which is indicative of a team that has a lot of big leads for a lot of the game as the, as they did that year. He was outstanding. I mean, he's just terrific. He's played basically every snap since. They drafted Kyle Hamilton 14th overall this year, and people said, "Well, they got to get rid of Chuck Clark." And I, you know, my thought was, "No, they don't. They just keep playing him at strong safety, and and Hamilton will be the guy who'll work his way into the lineup with snaps as a dime, or or perhaps as a strong safety on the back end, with Clark moving back to a, kind of a natural position at dime." Uh, and it turned out they ended up using Hamilton at at slot corner, but Chuck Clark played essentially every snap the entire season again uh, this year. So. Uh, he's been an Iron Man and and a terrific player. He's also the the Ravens nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. So d- definitely a great all around citizen and a and a clubhouse leader. Ken, can you talk a little bit more about his versatility because he has played some linebacker, some slot corner, both safety positions. He can do a little bit of everything. Talk about what he's done at each of those positions and the different ways that he can impact the defense from all of those spots. 
I mean, does lots of things positively, but we'll we'll go through it. There's really three major spots he plays. He doesn't play slot, except if you're looking at it on PFF or something, those slot snaps are really him covering a tight end in man. That's mm-hmm. what that would be. And maybe a 12 personnel where they're, they're, where they're in a base look, he might be opposite a tight end covering. But there's no true slot corner snaps where he'd be on a wide receiver there. So just that, that would be a starting point for that. So the, his three basic positions that he's played some of each are free safety, uh, sorry, free safety, strong safety, and and dime back. Uh, so at, at free safety, he's not the ideal guy there because a lot of his value comes as a run fit guy. I would say his instincts are okay, but not at the top of the league. And the Ravens, you know, had a big improvement with Marcus Williams there at free safety uh, last year. So I think that, that that's not that, that's not what you want. Chuck Clark for what you want Chuck Clark for is a great run fit guy, great downhill tackler, uh, a good player who plays his assignment in space. He, he does have decent instincts, but, but it's not the, the strongest part of his game. What I'll say he's, he's much better than a linebacker. And this is often true of, of any safety pretty much at short area coverage responsibilities during dime situations. So see, he's up there in wet weak side uh, linebacker spot and you're playing a zone defense uh, Clark knows where he has to be. He knows how to pass off guys. He un- has an understanding as a safety of what's going on behind him between level two and three, which a lot of linebackers don't. And the Ravens linebackers in recent years have not at all. Uh, most notably Patrick Queen, who improved this last year. Roquan Smith now uh, appears to be better at that. But Chuck Clark was a guy uh, as a dimeback in a incredible run of dimebacks that the Ravens had. His 2019 season was the best ever by a Ravens dime. And that that's, it may not seem like much or may not mean much to Jets fans, but that it really means something to Ravens fans and to me in particular. The Jets have had a lot of trouble of late covering tight ends and running backs. Is that something Chuck Clark could help with? Yeah, I definitely think so. If if you're looking for a guy to have that responsibility, you, you, you Mike linebacker, you know, sometimes has it if it's on his side and the, and it could be the, the weak side linebacker slash dime if it's on the other side. So you're, you're uh, th- that responsibility can go either way. Uh, so Sure. He's he's a reasonable candidate for that, and uh, uh, you know he, he can give you a lot more than that too in in terms of coverage and closing off lanes in a way that linebackers are not as good at typically. Ken, tell me a little bit more about Chuck Clark's strengths and weaknesses as a tackler, as a run defender, as a pass defender. What are the Jets getting here in terms of overall pluses and minuses? He's a very good downhill tackler, great run fit player. Um, so you, you'll, you'll see regularly a lot of his um, plays, are, a lot of his tackles are defensive wins, uh, gets to the ball quickly, and and is a very sure tackler. So I think that's one of the things that's, that's probably one of the biggest positives about him. Uh, what else is there to say that, uh, that I think falls into this category? He's he's uh, uh, in terms of coverage, he you know he'll he'll do what you need him to do in terms of being generally in the right spot and understanding what's going on between two and three, the fact that he moves up from strong safety sometimes to play that dime role, I think puts him in a, in a good position to understand what the back end looks like when the front end has a linebacker at some certain percent position. So he understands what he needs to do in that role. He, he doesn't have an outstanding speed, um, but he has enough speed to get by with uh, with what he understands instinct-wise. And usually in terms of a, of a downhill play in front of him, uh, he might be at his best. He has some uh, good second man to the ball strengths in terms of, of being a guy who will um, uh, knock a football free or recover a fumble. 
Um, but uh, definitely we'll take advantage of, of uh, things there. He's had some problems with not securing interceptions the last couple of years. He's had a couple, but but he's also dropped a couple, and that's been a shame. Um, uh, you know, he's, he's just not a guy with a whole lot of individual weaknesses. Ravens fans really, as a group, underrate him terrifically in terms of, uh, of just what he brings to this defense. But the biggest thing is probably the leadership and the stability and the making sure other people know what their assignments are as the defensive quarterback. We know he's a good chess piece. How do you think he would fit in the Robert Sala defense? If you want a strong safety whose job is to be a pure robber and come up and take routes away, I think he's perfectly capable of doing some of that. If you want a quickly get to the spot on the boundary, free safety characteristics, he's going to be less good at that. Not terrible, but just less good. He's uh, he's not an automatic loose bracket guy either. Um, the Ravens have a couple of those right now in Geno Stone and and Marcus Williams. What I mean by that is guys who are comfortable not directly going for the midsection of the receiver, uh, whoever that may be when they're on the back end of the bracket, but they're more comfortable like Ed Reed was in terms of waiting for the overthrow, waiting for the tip to happen and make a play on the football then. So that's not really his game. Um, good second man of the all skills, though, definitely. Uh, we'll try and force a fumble. We'll try and dislodge the football uh, when it gets there to a receiver. So, Ken, you think his best fit would be as a strong safety because there are people that were speculating that Chuck Clark would come in and replace LaMarcus Joyner at free safety, but it sounds like what you're telling me is that he's better off at the other safety spot, which would mean that perhaps Jordan Whitehead's days are numbered, which would make some sense because the Jets are looking to clear some cap space, and releasing Jordan Whitehead would save them over $7 million on the cap. Do you think that's probably what's going to happen here based on what you're saying as far as his strengths and weaknesses and what he does best and what he's not as good at? I think I think he's he's great guy to have on the team as your third safety who really plays as your second safety and plays every down. That's what, exactly what he did this last year, for mm-hmm. example. And and if he's if you're going to make him strong safety on early downs, he's a great run fit player. If you want to make the dime back on passing downs, move him up and bring somebody else in who has more of those free safety characteristics. I think that might be the best use for him. So I don't really see him as a guy you put at free safety. And I think a lot of times you'll hear teams say this, and I, I heard this of Wink Martindale, but I've heard it from a lot of other teams too, is that they, they have very versatile safeties that, that, yeah, he can play up, he can play back, whatever. What that means is the team doesn't have any true center fielder. That's what that means. And Clark's not the guy to be the true center fielder. It's an underutilization of his talents or a misutilization of his talents would be the, would be the better way to put it. He's, he's really a strong safety slash dime who can give you a lot of short area playmaking that I think would, uh, you know, would help any team. So very sorry though. The Ravens really had to let him go here. I mean, he's a, a central piece to their defense. So you think the Jets could potentially even do some three safety looks and maybe sort of bring him in as a dime, a linebacker, just use him as that overall chess piece, and it may not necessarily mean anything for Jordan Whitehead. Are they are they a committed nickel team? I don't even know. I mean, other than Mosley, who's their other linebacker that, that would play on passing downs? Well, as of right now, they don't have anybody because Quincy Williams and Quan Alexander are both free agents. Perfect. So, you know, if, if, if that's the situation, then you bring in a two-down thumper to play weak side linebacker, and you have Chuck Clark available, and hopefully he's not a total zero in terms of coverage because you do need coverage on those downs in the NFL as well. And then Chuck Clark becomes your dime back again, um, and, and you have another guy who plays the back end on third down. I think it gives you a backup player who could take the green dot if, if it 
if uh, Mosley gets hurt is what it would give you. And I think that's, by, by the way, that's one of the really big benefits. I'm a big fan of having a platoon at weak side linebackers. I think you save a lot of money against the cap. Uh, three down unicorns at inside linebacker, very hard to find in the NFL. And when you have a player who has the versatility of a Clark to come up and play that spot and you have a two down thumper, you probably spend half as much or a third as much on that position as you would with an expensive, more expensive free agent, three down player. And also if you have an injury, it's much more easy to replace either of those two, two players you might lose. So I think you, you end up with a, with a much better deal with a, uh, a platoon there. Ken, anything else about Chuck Clark that we didn't hit on yet that you think's worth mentioning? Good special teams player. Uh, and and they, they uh, I'm trying to think of how many, where, when they really took him out off the special teams role, because at some point they had to, but I'll even take a look and see if there were snap counts in this last season. Uh, but for for most of his career, he'd been a good special teams player for the Ravens as well. So if, if, the, if he moves back to a part-time role, he could end up with there again with the Jets as well. Ken, now that we've talked about Chuck Clark, I want to talk a little bit about Lamar Jackson. Obviously, we know that the Ravens have non-exclusive franchise tagged him. And for those that don't know, what that means is that the Ravens had to clear some cap space because there's a hold now once they put that tag on. And I think that's why Chuck Clark became available because the Ravens were in a mad scramble to create cap space. And so Lamar Jackson now at this moment has a $32 million cap hold. Any team can sign him. They would have to give up two first-round picks as compensation. However, the Ravens can match any offer if they choose to. Now, as we know, there were negotiations between Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. They were too far apart, and so this is what happened. And the sense that I've gotten, and now we're starting to see more people come out and say this, RG3 reported this based on sources that he had within the team. And remember, RG3 was literally Lamar Jackson's backup not long ago, so he obviously has sources in the building. The Ravens want to keep Lamar Jackson, but basically Lamar Jackson wanted what appears to be something close to the Deshaun Watson deal, which would be 200 plus million dollars guaranteed. The Ravens didn't want to give him that, and they don't believe that any other team is going to. So they wanted Lamar Jackson to be able to test the market, see that for himself, and then either they can get back to the negotiating table or somebody else does their dirty work for them, signs Lamar Jackson to a contract, and the Ravens swoop in and match. That's my hunch as far as what happens. I don't think there's a great chance that somebody ends up signing him and actually getting him. In fact, throughout all the time that the franchise tag has existed, the non-exclusive franchise tag has only resulted once in 30 years in a player switching teams, and that was Sean Gilbert. And so you have to figure that the Ravens understood this. And to me, they're laying a trap for somebody else to come in do the deal for them, and then swoop in, match it, and keep Lamar Jackson. Or, as we said before, if Lamar goes out there, sees that the offers aren't what he was hoping they would be in terms of closer to Deshaun Watson, he sits back down with the Ravens, they hammer out a deal. What is your sense in terms of what's going on there? Because a lot of Jets fans are saying, why go after Aaron Rodgers, who's going to be 40 years old, when Lamar Jackson's sitting out there at 26 years old, And my hunch is that the Jets, much like other teams who don't seem to be interested, think that the Ravens are just laying this trap, playing this game, waiting for somebody else to do everything for them, and then they're going to end up keeping Lamar Jackson anyway. There's a good chance the Ravens will match whatever they do. I don't think it's a trap. I think it's a wake-up call for Lamar, basically. I think they've they've Mm -hmm. basically 
um, than what Ozzie Newsom has done with several players in the past. And there's three notable ones that he sent to free agency and said, you know, find your own deal. And there's probably 10 others that he did it with. But these three, uh, you know, each had a kind of a slightly different outcome. But I'll start with um, Bradley Bozeman just last year. They made him an offer. And and then you know he refused it, and they said, okay, well that's that's okay. F- see if you've got a better deal out there. But then they moved on, and they signed Patrick McCarry, and and they they were they basically didn't have a spot for Bozeman. No, no more money that they want to spend on the offensive line. Bozeman ends up signing for two point eight million for one year. But the Ravens certainly offered him m- much more than that per year for several years. And so players can lose when they when they you know don't take the offer. from from the Ravens or they go to the market. Ryan Jensen, different case entirely. The Ravens made him an offer and they they knew he was probably going to get a good offer from the market, but they said, go find your price out there, but we want to give you a starting support price of whatever it was, maybe five, six million per year. He ends up getting a four-year, $42 million um, uh, uh, deal from Tampa Bay. And that was a case where um, the Ravens win also because then that comes in as a, as a higher comp pick value for them. So they they had an interest in supporting the value for that player, and and they did it in in that case. I thought that we, it probably accelerated negotiations um, that Jensen had with Tampa Bay to have a starting offer from the Ravens. And then the big one was Ray Lewis in two thousand eight. Now, very famously. Uh, uh, Rex Ryan came to Bart Scott's house at 1201 mm-hmm. and said, Hey, we're going to the Jets facility right now. Get in the car kind of thing uh, on, on the first day that those uh, were possible. Uh, Bart Scott got, uh, got signed after a little bit of time and discussions over that uh, to a big deal. And that was Ray Lewis's big potential landing spot. And Ray Lewis then, although he had an offer from the Ravens came back and I think he might've signed the same offer. Maybe it was slightly different. Who knows at this point, um, the Ravens aren't, they don't talk about the offers they give to players. So that's been very good about how they've handled the Lamar situation. I think it's been less good about how the NFLPA and Lamar have decided to try and leak information about the thing during this process. Um, but anyway, the, the Ray Lewis came back to the Ravens uh, after testing the market. So I think it can work out in various ways. In, in this case, I think you're right. I don't think the, the the Ravens have an enormous advantage in terms of signing Lamar in that the friction of two first round draft picks in addition to the same money is just so enormous it it almost never gets triggered. Mm-hmm. So it would it would take somebody offering a Watson like deal that the Ravens either either can't or won't match um, that they'd have to uh, uh, accept the two first round draft picks and there is a I I, I have a a little bit of fear that it might happen in his case. The the non-exclusive tender is used on almost every single free agent ever. Uh, Sorry, almost every single uh, franchise tag ever. But it is occasionally not used for top-end quarterbacks. So they they did not use the exclusive one uh, that that would, would have precluded any kind of discussions for Lamar outside the building, but would have still allowed for a tag and trade situation where they could have traded him for a, a, a big parcel of picks. So they obviously don't feel like that market is out there for Lamar, or they felt like they had a better chance to get a deal done using the uh, non-exclusive tag. So uh, it was an interesting choice. I, I didn't see it coming. I thought it might, I thought it was more likely to be the exclusive. So uh, I, I trust in this case that DaCosta has really done his homework to figure out what other teams will do. 
as we know, the Ravens are a very well-run organization. They very rarely make big mistakes. And I think that what you just hit on a few seconds ago is correct. The Ravens did this because they feel it gives them a better chance of getting a deal done with Lamar Jackson. Ultimately, do you think Lamar Jackson stays in Baltimore? I think there's a very high percentage chance. Do you agree with me? Yeah, I mean, I, I was I would have been down before the tag was put right around 50, maybe even a little bit below, because I thought there was a good possibility of of the exclusive tag and then it would have almost forced a trade uh, or, you know, or or resulted in negotiations. But it, now I think I'm up higher than that. Sixty five percent. Maybe he stays a Raven. And the vast bulk of that is uh, on a you know multi-year deal that's that's agreed to as opposed to just playing under the tag for this year which i think is the worst of possible outcomes so uh anyway i the, the big the villain in this entire thing is the way the nflpa to me are using lamar like their sword and shield to try and get better contracts for other players and if i think if lamar had representation um this would have been something to be avoided but the, the nflpa appears to be angling for something to me and that is uh, additional monies to be forgiven from certain contracts. Okay, meaning that you can pay a quarterback of such a stature an extra $10 million and it doesn't count against the cap. And they have that already in a limited way with the vet min contracts. You know, so there's about a million dollars per team that is spent on the difference between what the veteran actually makes and what the veteran counts against the cap. And so that, that's, it's not like this, this concept doesn't exist, but in the current form, it's only about half a percent of total cap. And the NFL PA would probably love to see it be 5% of total cap. And what that means is basically the, the NFL PA is angling for a hidden change to the revenue sharing agreement. Because otherwise, if it were not for that, if that was not their end goal, then what would be they would actually be just doing Lamar a favor and doing a number of other players a disservice because whatever additional money Lamar would get, whatever additional guarantees quarterbacks are going to get, whatever additional value comes from non-guaranteed contracts or fully guaranteed contracts, I should say, that gets taken out of somebody else's hide, whether that's a, you know, an offensive lineman, a tight end, a running back, an inside linebacker, whoever. And every one of those constituents of the NFLPA, which is still a one-man, one-vote organization, should be furious that they're that they're reallocating money to Lamar. So that strategy must be part of it that they're trying to create additional dollars as opposed to just reallocating the same dollars. And and I I don't think that will fly with ownership. I don't I think that'll be a, a major fighting point in the next CBA is that they want to avoid um elements of, you know, secret or unrecognized cap dollars. Very interesting point. And I think you brought up something else that's important too. The fact that Lamar Jackson really should have proper representation. I've said this many times. You're negotiating the biggest, most important deal of your life. You want to have a pro doing this for you. Look at Deshaun Watson. He had David Mulligetta. Mulligetta got him $230 million guaranteed and was brilliant enough to put a clause in the contract that ended up paying Deshaun Watson only $1 million in his first year because Mulligetta knew that a suspension was coming and that way he could save his client the most amount of money possible. And so Lamar Jackson really would be doing himself a favor if he went and got somebody like David Mulligetta to represent him. But 
as of right now, he's representing himself, and so we'll see how that turns out for him. But I do think ultimately he'll wind up a Baltimore Raven. will be very interesting to see, but I'm really glad that we could get some insight on both Lamar Jackson and Chuck Clark from Ken McCusick, 105.7 The Fans, film study analyst of the Baltimore Ravens. Thank you so much for coming on and breaking down Chuck Clark and the situation going on with Lamar Jackson with me. Really appreciate it. For those that want to check out your work, follow you on social media, how can they do that? Thanks. I appreciate that, Scott. I'm at Film Study Ravens on Twitter. The, the website is filmstudybaltimore.com. All my articles and, and uh, other podcasts are out there, but also uh, look on any podcast app. It's Film Study Baltimore Ravens Talk, and you'll be able to find it. Make sure you check out everything Ken is doing and follow him on social media. Check out everything we've got going on over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Some awesome All-22 breakdowns up there. So watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash playlikeajet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tee We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, bless you. Thank you shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's tee And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chompacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.